0: What's up everybody This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by Boz, Executive Transportation Listen So we all Are kind of familiar with the story of Becky At this point, you know Becky had an unfortunate incident In a rideshare car um, She got a little bit of gum stuck to her dress A ridesmaid's dress uh, She basically danced uh, She did every line dance at the wedding um, With gum on the back And everybody saw it Nobody said anything Really embarrassing, right? Wouldn't have happened to her if she had called Boz. But I got another one. So, like, a couple weeks before that, right, Becky's husband or, um, you know, significant other, boyfriend, whatever, is going to the bachelor party, right? So, what is he going to look like showing up in front of a nice, classy uh, gentleman's club? In a 1994 PT Cruiser With his ride sharing app He's not going to do that, right? He's going to call Boz He's going to show up He's going to be in this nice black car It's going to be clean He won't have any gum when he walks into this, you know, establishment uh, He won't stink Because, you know, people have, have done some really stinky things In some of these ride sharing cars Just ask my boy Nubs uh, So if he calls, he's gonna call Boz. You know what I'm saying? He called Boz. He could avoid stinking, smelling like I'm not even gonna tell you what. Inside the gentleman's club, even the, the nice lovely ladies there won't even go up to him. They just go go right next to him and just walk right by. Oh, did you guys smell uh did you guys smell Chris over there? He stinks. Oh. No. You gotta call Boss. 904-887-0763. Boz, I hope your cars are smelling good. If people are going to call, and they're not going to expect stinky, okay? Or you can message them on Twitter, at J-A-X-B-O-Z, 904-887-0763. Show up with no gum, smelling good, to wherever you're going. This episode of The Bold Take is also brought to you by A1 Sliders, sliding glass door and window repairs. Uh, they do work from New Smyrna Beach up to Jacksonville, A1Sliders.com. Or you can give them a call 386-538-6835 for a free estimate. Um, these guys normally sponsor our wildly famous uh, gauntlet segment as well as uh, also a wildly famous jag bag segment. But you know, part of the value that you get with us here at The Bold Take is that even if we don't have a segment and you're the advertiser for the segment... Maybe every once in a while we might just throw you on anyway. So shout out to our guys at A1 Sliders. We appreciate the support. So give them a call if your sliding glass door sounds like this. Because that's what mine sounds like. I'm actually going to give them a call pretty soon. Uh, give them a call, 386-538-6835 or a1sliders.com. Get that sliding glass door sounding like this. Now back to the bolt tape.
1: Love you guys, dude.
0: Welcome back, boys! It is the much-anticipated two weeks off. Bold take.
2: Ooh, yeah, back at it.
0: Back. And I just want to—I just want to say that I am glad that those uh, 25th anniversary patches are fucking gone. Oh, okay.
2: Strong take to start off the to start off the season-ending episode. That's,
0: that one's been eating me up. I've had to get it out. <laughs> you were ready to let it
2: fly. Right?
0: <laughs> bold take 2020.
3: Nothing yeah. but
2: fire. Yeah, you, yeah, you're like my son. Like if he's got a fart on deck and he's just like got a smile on his face, <laughs> just like all right, waiting, waiting, waiting. Ah, I let it go. Okay, that felt good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to to, to Solly. Um Yeah, I know there's. Uh, I think somebody. Yeah, I, You know what? I was gonna I was gonna tell a made by Tim story there, but I want to get him in trouble, so um, forget that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah. even bring it up. But, but it to carry on
3: with the uh, patches, the NFL 100 thing right on the v-neck is also trash and yeah, big trash. and if we swing it over to college football the the 150 patch on their jerseys is trash too no one gives a fuck
0: how many years they've been playing the game like we don't care i'm getting real tired and the jags and the magic are both doing it it's like they're doing a logo every five <laughs> years now like i don't god, god bless you,
3: you. thanks it i took my headset I, off and everything and Gardner i don't need these
0: <laughs> i don't need these special fucking um uh, logos every five years yeah you know, like, for real Stop.
2: well the, the jags make sense because who knows like if we'll even be here five years from now so at least we'll have the patches <laughs> you know what i mean we can just sit there like fucking in tears explaining to my tears my eight, nine years old years. you know like just just with my with my nine-year-old because he'll probably be at least nine at that point point. Like he'll just, when he's crying, (laughs) daddy, where'd my football team go? Like, I'll just be like, well, look, son, we have these great patches to remember it by. (laughs) And it's just a business. Boney Ticelli told us it was, you know, it's a business, son. Business is business. Yeah, business is business. And and the billionaires are going to do what the billionaires want to do. But again, at least we have these patches and these Aaron Campman
0: jerseys that we can wear together one day. Well, son, we've learned a lot about this organization and business is business
2: that's it except for our
0: business is not winning Uh, (laughs) anything we do i do want to also shout out uh our man all pro chris conley two incentives earned hey listen uh chris i don't want to i don't want to say anything i'll let you i'll let you take this cap okay okay all right well
2: listen uh You you said it perfectly right i mean the most important thing at this point is to congratulate All-Pro wide receiver Chris Conley. I think, uh, you know, everyone who listens to the pod can agree that he got snubbed, right? Like, I mean, the guy not on any All-Pro list, not uh, even an alternate for the Pro Bowl, definitely got snubbed. But with that in mind, I think if you ask Chris Conley, he'll take those incentives any day of the week.
0: A so, couple new surfboards. Listen, man,
2: some Star Trek movie or some shit, you know, whatever mm-hmm. nerds do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek, who knows? Who gives a fuck? Um
0: I'm happy for the man.
2: Listen, I'm happy for him, but I do feel like I know we're not going to get, see any of the money from that. Like I know it, it's not coming the pods way, but I I do sort of feel like Chris, if you're listening, buddy, um, you know, maybe a a little shout out for the pod because, um, I think a pretty solid guys back me up. If you agree here, like, I think it's pretty solid argument as to how and why the guy had his career best season, I mean, at least a little bit of credit's got to come the pod's way,
0: right? Well, listen, I mean, the whole thing was about positive vibes, right? Like, we didn't, like, pay to promote what, you know, his, our agenda of him being an all-pro. We just spread positive vibes. So we're just asking, Chris, if you can hear this, just spread the positive vibes right on back. It's karma. Right i think so
2: i think so and i mean maybe we need to enlist uh one uh thad dickman um fellow (laughs) fellow jack's crime boss and uh (laughs) see if we can get uh you know maybe maybe we get uh maybe we get conley on here might be a fun conversation i think we could um, get that
3: we could make that happen yeah yeah
2: anyway um but so shout out to him that's pretty awesome uh you know, I mean, I, I know, I think a lot of people throughout the year thought we were kind of joking, like, oh, they're just saying that in jest, like, you know, they don't really think he's an all pro. But to your point, Sally, I mean, it really comes down to just positive vibes. And did the man
0: get his incentives that were in he, his contract? Yeah, he
2: hit his marks. He, he made did. some
0: good plays. After um, all, it's business is business here with this organization. So, you know, the business end of Chris Conley, it's a successful year for him, yeah. right? It is. If it you is. think about it, 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 the
3: incentives in the contract are like when you're a kid. And if you get like A's or A's and B's, you get X amount of tokens at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. And he essentially is going ham hey, in the arcade right now. And yeah, was, yeah. and that was because of us and, and everyone yeah. else that listens that, that just brought that positivity to the timeline. That's
2: it. That's big time. Big time. Round of applause for all the loyal
3: listeners um, and all the people who
2: contribute. Um, big shout out to all of you. I think when talking about All-Pro wide receiver Chris Conley, some folks may want to try and make the argument that you know he was one or number two or even number three, um, and, and it, it really sort of begs the question. I think we talked about it a lot, kind of in the off-season, like some of the moves they made or the decisions that they made to not make moves, like with the tight end or wide, you know the wide receiver position. Some of them were kind of head scratchers, you know, and because nobody could have guessed, and nobody in that organization, if you asked them, could have guessed that DJ Char. I mean, he sort of saved them on the wide receiver side. Oof. I mean, the fact that Conley—not sort of—he did. The fact that Conley had a you know a solid season for him, like for himself, like that's one thing. Take that out of it, but I mean, imagine if Chris Conley, all pro wide receiver. Uh, was the, the leading receiver. Like our honestly. number one
0: guy. Yeah. yeah. Like with the numbers he put up. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the numbers he that up. he got, I mean, you may have thought the numbers that he ended up with, you may have thought before the season, those would be like our number ones numbers. You know what I mean? Cause, the, you, Cause well, you didn't why? think chart was going to, was going to have this season. Right. You may yeah, not have uh, known uh, what receiver it was going to be, but you might've thought like, okay, those are probably like our best receivers numbers. We don't really have. Yeah, well,
2: and, and why, but Sally, why would somebody might've thought that? Because that has happened before yeah, <laughs> many
0: times. I
2: mean, that's, that's the bigger, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know we have some things we're going to get into kind of right from the jump here, but um, I'm going to work up in the Shad Khan and probably Dave Caldwell era. Like how many, I'm going to, I'm going to do all the stats, how many 1000 yard rushers we've had, how many thousand yard receivers, how many, you know, just uh, 10 sack guys, like just, and just kind of lay it out there because I, I think it's going to paint a really sad picture. And then this honest.
0: year we somehow get one of each, and yeah. we still average like 19 points somehow. Mm.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look terrible for at least half the games on defense. While we're yeah, uh, no, I
3: don't. while we're talking about the receivers, and I know we're not going to sit here and break down their roster, but. What about Keelan Cole? What a weird player! Like down the stretch, he was like all the of best Dave's receiver. receivers are weird, dude. Like, but seriously, down the stretch, like the last three or four games, he was the best. Oh. Like, like when he was throwing the ball, he made a play. Yeah, it was just so weird to me. All of
0: his receivers are so inconsistent.
2: In 2017, he had like a six-game stretch where, I mean, anybody who paid really close attention to the league, yeah. Thought that he was poised to to be a really really good player. Like he
0: was a starter. Yeah, he was
2: a starter. I mean, they were doing breakdowns of him on Good Morning Football, Um, Baldy breakdowns. Yep, Baldy did a couple. Matt Waldman is another guy who does like kind of the video breakdown. The Boiler Room. We're doing. Yep, we're doing these things and these write ups on him. Like, look at you know, and just these cut ups of of the footage. Like, look at this route that he just ran. Look at this. Look at what he did here. And it's like. So
0: there it was just like athletic pieces about him, like in college and shit.
2: But it, it was all in. But listen,
0: man. It was like full Dillon blown hype. The,
2: no, but Dylan hit the nail on the head. And and I, I don't know that we'll ever know like what causes him to be such an enigma, but he is. And, and uh, is it just inconsistent QB play that just kind of like has gotten his head out of the game I mean because why do why traditionally why do young receivers struggle
3: mm-hmm.
2: I mean you know i mean it, it's a lot of times it's because they you know they're not polished route runners um you know they, like they're they're dumb. like uh, unfortunately for a lot of them it's just because they're dumb they're running the wrong fucking routes like they're breaking off a route at the wrong times and and that seems to be like when he's clicking, that's like a strong part of his game is his route running. So I don't know. It's weird. I'd love to ask Keenan because Keenan has, has hinted around it at times when asked about Keelan. And I would love to just be able to sit down and listen to like what Keenan's complete take uh, is of him as a wide receiver. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: It's interesting that you bring him up, Dylan, Cause I like, I I'm a guy who, Has like been a huge fan of his ever since he kind of started to break out and and yeah I mean I scratch my head all the time and you like that's a perfect topic of discussion because he really did kind of come on the last couple games and it's like wait the fucking minute like what is going on here
0: Yeah I'm glad I am glad that he showed the flashes though because it was like otherwise it was looking like he could be you know on his way to no more PT right and sometimes I wonder
3: if that's like and it's not even wonder because it's you've heard it too, that, like, he gets in the doghouse kind of easily, whether it be Mm -hmm. for his attitude or his, you know, running the wrong route or something that you touched on earlier. But it's just so weird because talking about how he did come on late, I mean, shit, from, like, week 8 to week 14, did we even see him?
2: No. It's just, yeah, so weird. I don't know. It's gotta gotta be something upstairs, man.
3: Like, it it has
2: to be, because the ability's there, and he's shown... (laughs) not just the ability but he's shown the the capability uh, like on this level yeah. and he's shown to be
3: like pretty damn
2: good at well, it. Well in the the, the so, deep ball
3: he caught this pass game. I mean, he the the corner hooked his right arm and he literally caught it with one hand on his chest. Yep. And that was a dime by Minshew, too by the way, but it definitely was. It just has yeah. a play from the receiver. They're like, that's a big time NFL star catch. Like, you're not getting a Jason Hill in 2013 making that catch ever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you bring this up. And again, I mean, it's kind of the, the way the conversation is going here. And I think it's worth talking about. So, like, spend another minute or two on it. But, like, there was somebody, uh, I think it was uh, my buddy Ed Ronsman, who's uh, a big Packers fan, <laughs> but, you know, since he lives in Jacksonville, kind of follows the Jags too, but he's from Green Bay, and so, obviously, he follows all the Green Bay stuff, and he, he like, he tagged me on Twitter and was like, hey, like, because he's got, I think it was Aaron Nagler and a couple of those other guys. Nerd. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about um, Alan Lazard or Lazard, whatever the hell, yeah. the hell you say his name. Um, and how much of a stud he's been for them this, you know, second half of the season, this season. And, and it's like, yeah, you know, it, it, the, the context of the conversation was essentially, you know, how could the Jack? can you believe the Jags let this guy go? And Tyler Irvin, who is like their return guy now up in Green Bay. Yeah. Ever since we let him go. And I'm like, okay, first of all, like. Tyler Irving didn't do shit. He had a half a season to fucking do something mm-hmm. and the dude returned it to the 19 like every fucking time. And he's been in the so either,
3: forever. It's not like we're missing out
2: yeah, on anything. Like it's not like yeah, he's a fucking guy. Right. He is the definition of just like. Yeah. yeah. Just like exactly. our team. Exactly. Right? Pretty much. Um except for DJ Chart. Um Go DJ. But anyway, that's my DJ. Um so but with that in mind, I you know my response is like, yeah, look, I mean, I think a lot of us had you know, especially shout out to the, to the homie, uh, Jackson Phil, um, who's, uh, uh, maybe Alan Lazard's biggest fan, um, <laughs> right behind Matt. But, yeah. Like essentially you could put the, the argument. He was like, look guys, I mean, we've got some, some dudes who have flashed over the years at, at, at wide receiver. You put somebody in the type of situation where they're going to be playing with fucking Aaron Rodgers. Like, you almost have to just be a complete douchebag or, like, completely void of talent to to to, to have an opportunity to, to, to produce. I mean, so – and, and I said to these guys, I was like, man, like, it was – when it came down to it, it was like, keep him or Keelan Cole. And I guarantee you, you put fucking Keelan Cole on the Packers and he'll be oh, putting shit. up numbers too.
3: Bro, could you imagine him with Rogers? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So I, some of the shit just—you have to wonder if it's an attitude thing, like you said, getting in the doghouse. Which you've heard that. Like some of it, you have to wonder—is just like—is—is—is is, is it a product too of just this cesspool that we've been as, of an organization over the last few years? I—I I, I don't know. And but, the quarterback play um, over the years as well. I—I I I don't. When yeah, oh, that's, that's really mean. the yeah, biggest. That's, that's a massive part of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> a massive part of it. I mean, look at Allen Robinson, right? I mean, he fucking just like cursing on the sideline you know are you fucking kidding me would <laughs> like when when blake would throw him a ball um you know same type of thing I, that that's gotta you know that affects everybody a little differently especially i think when you maybe you're a young player but um yeah i i he's not many guys leave here And I super lament the fact that they're gone and that maybe they're having a little bit of success somewhere. But, like, if if he goes somewhere else and it really clicks, like, that'll really piss me off. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, I don't know why him more than others or, or what, but it just... Like maybe because we could all see it and we just never could get it out of him here. It Where was sometimes... like that
0: fir- his first preseason. You saw it. Like everybody yeah. was hyping him up in the in camp, and then he played in the game, and it was like, wow, he is uh, five times faster than everybody on that field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some some
2: some guys leave here like Brandon Marshall, the linebacker. You know. And yeah. You're like, oh, you know, like whatever. Fucking yeah. Okay, great. He, he's gone. He's just a fucking other dude. Yeah. But like and he goes and has success and you're like oh yeah well i we didn't really see a ton of that but hey good for right, him it's like, right. like cool
0: but whatever. yeah
2: that was never we like a really spiteful move we were, missing... they were never mad about yeah. it like yeah no and i can't think of many guys who i have been mad about them leaving and going somewhere else and producing but like he will legit be one of the first ones for me if, if it happens so um anyway i don't know that we meant to spend Agreed. Minutes talking about Keelan Cole, but Here we um, are. you
0: know
2: he's sort of a microcosm for this entire <laughs> fucking, fucking situation. We zone. could do All this. Ours. We
0: could do this for 53, 52 other guys. <laughs> no, I don't really even like
2: <laughs> fifty
0: other guys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I <laughs> Shout out to
3: Logan Cook. I do. Uh-huh. Want, I do. Oh, My Logan man Cook. got snubbed, bro. He did. My man got
2: snubbed. Uh, and you know what? I want a I want an apology from Dylan right now. Yeah, <laughs> my ass over over Logan Cook. And all year long. I Solie thought for I a second. I thought for a second
0: praises. there that Cap was going to apologize to us. That's, That's what I always should. <laughs> what are you talking? Are you on drugs?
3: You guys are guys out are here nice. t- getting getting off on Tavin Bryan, and I'm out here like, yo, at least the punter's good. And you're telling me I'm a jackass. Like,
2: come on. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I I was ready to be like my man Mitch, the Titans fan, and get and get tattoo. my Logan Cook tattoo. <laughs> you, when we get off
0: this podcast, you better go delete some tweets because I'm, I'm gonna go hunting. <laughs> I'm like <gonna> expose them.
2: <laughs> Whatever. I. Listen,
0: if you find anything, I was hacked.
2: Yeah. That's, it's clear. Everyone that sat around it's us clear. in
3: uh, the Panthers game, they'll know. What about yeah, him? Yeah, what about him? What? They'll know what? That you were anti-Logan like, Cook. Of course. You're Man, crazy. A, 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 like, he was on the, like, 50-yard line. Of course you kicked it into the 20. It was a 37-yard punt. Like, what the fuck is he supposed I to mean, do? All right. <laughs>
2: But listen, if if those words came out of my mouth, I wasn't wrong.
3: Like, like just just for the record, highest net average in franchise history. Well, yeah, we've had a lot of fucking
0: douches here too. So I don't know what that says. I just but... really wanted to get the all-pro kicker and punter real bad. <sighs> We're close. And no, o- and says... no other players.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> nothing says the last fifteen years of this franchise like the fact that two of the probably 10 most beloved players that have come through have been fucking kickers. (laughs) I mean, and, 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 you know, it it sucks. I was thinking about that today because – uh, I was listening to Brent Martineau's show. And can we talk about
0: of... Josh Lambeau now that the season's over? Because we were we trying can. real hard not to talk about him for a we long can, time. We can, but, but oh, <laughs> one second, one second. So I'm listening to, I'm
2: listening to Martineau's show today and he's playing like the interview he did with Lambeau, I guess yesterday or the day before, you know, at the very end of the season when they were all having an open locker room and like, like just listen to Lambeau talk. I want to love the dude, you know, and like Scobie's a such a, a cool guy too and like, but I find myself just not allowing myself to fucking love a kicker. Now, I wish I knew what it was like to be a Ravens fan or a Pats fan or a Colts fan where, you know, not because I love pasty, ugly white women, but um <laughs> but because you can if you have an awesome kicker or an awesome punter, it's okay for them to embrace it, that, that player because He's probably not the only good. Thing they have other good players. Years, yeah. You know what I mean. But for me, it's almost out of like freaking spite that I'm like, no, I'm. You want a Scobie jersey, son? Hell no. We don't get kickers jerseys here. Like whereas if you know if if, if we're just sitting here making the playoffs every other year and we got an awesome kicker who's here forever, it's like, oh yeah, fuck it, we'll get a jersey. Let's do it. Just yeah, add it to the your, collection. It's your
0: eleventh one. Yeah.
2: No, hell no. <laughs> hell no it, but it's funny how that works right i mean cuz like i i feel like if i was a ravens fan i would be a huge fucking justin tucker it would be like my fucking kicker sings opera bitch you know what i mean <laughs> like that's a, i would be like standing for that kicker like but no i can't do it cuz the fact that he's top 3 best players and coolest players on the team like you just can't have that man yeah. it's
0: unfortunate but those are the rules
2: i don't make up the rules
0: yeah, we tried tried for a long time not to bring him up because I think it's pretty evident that all three of us die hard believe in kicker jinxes. So I think we've uh, probably used it up a little bit too much praise so far. We, we should probably retire this now. Listen,
2: man, nobody like Magic Mike, my father-in-law, he is the king of jinxes. I don't uh, know, man. I
0: might be. I might be the prince
2: then. No. Well, okay. Then, you, then apparently you're, you and I are brother in law because. <laughs> My man and I've been with him more times where he's been like, Oh, Scobie's automatic, he's got this and fucking <laughs> this, is, like immediately. And it got to the point where we'd be watching games together and he'd say some shit like that all the time and I would just be like, Mike, you have to fucking Shut stop. up, Mike. Even if you think it, you have to stop, Mike. You can't keep doing that. <laughs> it's not okay. Like it's we not... need all the freaking help we can get. Here, it's really guy. not. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, um, in that interview with Martineau, he uh, Lambeau mentioned that, like right towards the end of that preseason in San Diego before we got him, he re- like he remembers distinctly missing a kick and then going and fixing what he did, and he said like something just clicked, and he said like he went to practice the next day. And he corrected it. And he said, it was almost like, holy shit, I have figured this out now. And he's only missed four kicks since that day. Jesus. Which is just crazy. Yeah. You know? And, and But the, again, like, Sally, to your point, the first thing when I'm listening to this on the interview. He's, he's like, like, stop talking. The first thing I'm thinking about is this motherfucker said he figured it out. Oh, fuck. Stop it, motherfucker. Oh, my God. The only good thing we have going other than the punter who Dylan hates. Oh, my God. He's just ruined it. Like, that was the, I mean, God, how shell-shocked are we, bro? Like, that's that's the first thing I think of. Instead of, like, wow, that's really cool. Like, you don't hear somebody kind of admit something like that in in a game, in a sport, right? Like, that's the moment I figured it out. That's kind of cool. I want to be like, wow, that's cool. But I can't. I can't allow (laughs) myself to be like, that's cool. Now I'm going to be waiting for the first kick of the regular season next year. He freaking misses it. I'm going to be like, oh, my God. It's cause you never say I have it figured out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh anyway. Period. Um, yeah, where were we, bro? we yes. so, like we've talked about Keelan Cole, <laughs> Josh Lambo. This is how we wrap up the season right here on the bold take, folks.
0: Well, I mean, this is the kind of shit you really come for. I do want to before we jump into uh, you know, the serious business, uh I do want to talk about a kind of a moment that I had at the last game. Okay. Um when Indy got backed up. In our end zone, I had, like, a moment. Uh, and it was kind of like a why I go to the games moment. Like, this game meant absolutely nothing. Like, I halfway didn't even want to be there. Like, I was texting you guys in the morning, like, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going. Like, old, I was, old. I'm just I'm going to tailgate. I'm just going to gonna tailgate. Tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna go yeah. hang out in the fucking rain. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to tailgate. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't want to go to this stupid game. The game means nothing. You know, I'm tired of this shit. It's been a long season. It's been a horrible season.
2: Be, be real. You didn't want to go because Diana Rossini had had said that your boy Doug Marone might be fired. Wow, well, you found out. You found out your other boy Lenny wasn't playing. Yeah, that's why. Be that real too, that too,
0: Leonard wasn't playing. And then we like, had our best offensive
3: going? output of the season. Crazy. What am that I works. going to?
0: What am I going to this game for? To pay that cover charge to hang out with your friends. And then I'm thinking, like, okay, uh, you know, I'm starting to buy the Craig Klein hype. Like, okay, (laughs) why am I supporting this crap? Like, I'm just going to not go, right? So, like, even though that game meant absolutely nothing, and maybe even like because that game meant absolutely nothing, that moment was just magical to me because it was like they got backed up and it was like people were turning from we want to lose this game and get a better draft pick to fuck it, just win this game kind of at the same time and it's like the whole end zone came a fucking alive and I haven't heard the stadium like that literally all year the stadium hasn't been that loud all year with many more people in it and it was just you were almost being loud just to shove it in Khan's face like we're still fucking here bitch you know what I mean and that moment to me is why I go to games right there. And you never know when it's going to come. A lot of games, it doesn't fucking come at all.
3: <laughs> Jason
0: Garrett just got fired.
2: Yeah, shout out to Jason Garrett. Anyway, sally so- what you're saying is way more important than that. So continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just that was just a moment for me. that It was kind of why I go to games. So I guess that was it.
2: I right. Yeah, a, a lot – we're going to get into the whole Khan thing and the decisions that have been made with the front office and the coaching staff thus far. Um, and, and, and we're going to talk about that momentarily, but it, part of his statement when he came out, you know, the very, the, the ass end of it that nobody really car- carried or talked about on a yeah. national level. Um, if you notice, like, like yeah, the, like, yeah, shout out to the PR department. Like it the, wasn't the important part, shit. Yeah, that that part wasn't on the little uh, thumbnail that everybody uh-huh. uh, was posting, but you know, the the last part where it was kind of like, Oh, you know, I mean, not to anyone's surprise, the, the, we were very thankful for the great crowd. Yeah. I the heard you motherfuckers. The people. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think somebody tweeted me as Jack's boss or somebody shout out Jack's boss, best chauffeur um, on the East coast. But, uh, yeah, it was or like less. oh, it looks like it looks yeah fucking on any coast. You're you're right. Um, it was like oh, it looks like Bold City Cap wrote that last part, and it's like <laughs> it wrote, ghost 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 right. Uh, it was ghost that last part for yeah. for Con. and it's like you know, it, and that's the frustrating part though, bro. It is it, just, and it's why I know there's some people out there that get tired of me talking about. Um, and bringing up Shad Khan, and, and 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 they want to say that it's all I want to do is bitch and complain. It's not when I'm talking about it. It's calculated, and what I'm trying to do is just be one little part of this entire broad conversation, where we get to at least turn the light around and shine it on Shad, right? Like, yep. and, and and without those moments where we're doing that, um these, those moments in the game on Sunday that you just highlighted, those don't get any attention. Um, or if they do, they're, they're like a subtext in a statement like that. Right. And then the next time we hear from shot about fan support, it'll be, Oh, the fans got to come out and support us or, you know, revenue isn't what we need it to be. And, and you know, there's, there's, there's very little appetite. It appears for, you know, for football here, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I I'm sorry, but like, he can't like he, when he constantly comes out on an annual basis and makes those kinds of uh, talking points and, and 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 enters that into the overall conversation. I don't really give a shit what he says at the end of a statement. Yeah, right. Like I I don't because the damage is already done
0: after it's been made loud several times too.
2: The damage is already done, man. I mean, yeah. in, in, in if you can't, I'm gonna get into it in a minute about it, like kind of my whole take on, on on the situation with the current front office and shod and everything. But like, if you can't give us a winning product, at least give us our dignity, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like don't 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 <clears throat> give us a shit product and then you know then shit in our hands and tell us hey go home thanks for coming like like don't don't we're overall a pretty patient fucking fan base yeah. and there and there is man i i tweeted out afterwards um you know after the game like or i think even at the game when it was going on was like man the stadium was alive yeah it was and, and there was there was a lot of people pre-game that were tweeting out, like, oh, it looks you know, looks pretty empty in here, really empty. But it filled up pretty good. I've seen a lot worse around this league at the end of seasons. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. I've seen a lot With worse the... in the
0: middle of this season in some seasons. Yeah,
2: absolutely. With the shit show that we've had going on here and for the last couple of years in a row, to, for the fans to come out on a day like that where the weather was so shitty for like an entire week beforehand, and then even the day of the game the where it was of, yeah. just crappy – like, why would most people want to go to that game? So don't tell me there's not an appetite, man. Yeah. Again, I mean, the, the bullshit. I, said, I said on Martineau's show, and I don't know if they archive them or what, but people can go back and listen to it. I said, you know what? My biggest thing with shot is fix the shit that you can control first. And if you consistently for a couple of years put together a competitive product, we're not even asking for a championship level product. We're not asking for a guaranteed playoff product. Just a competitive fucking product on the field. And watch what happens, man. Watch what happens. And if, the, if we don't support the team then, then you can talk about viability. But I don't know how anybody with a straight freaking face talks about that when they're putting these turds out there every week and just laying a fucking egg, man. So I, 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 but I agree with you, man. It was freaking fantastic, yeah. And it was fun. I started that game. Dylan kept laughing at me because every time that we'd make a mistake, I was like, "Guys, it's okay. Like, we we win, we win. We lose, we win. Like, yeah. it's all good. Like, <laughs> we actually probably want to lose." But as the game started going on, and Gardner was playing pretty well, yeah, and the offense started clicking a little bit, the defense started clicking a little bit. It was like. Fuck it, man! Like you just—I yeah. think we all had that moment. When, I don't know when each of us like it hit us, yeah. but we all had that moment in the game where we were like, "Ah, fuck it, let's just have fun!" Yeah. <laughs> like because I started out the game kind of pissed off. I'm like, "We don't want to win." And fuck by the that. time How that, we don't want to
0: win. and by the time they got backed up in that end zone, it was like everybody was all in at that point.
2: Yeah, and the problem, like
0: the the greatest
2: microcosm, like the greatest encapsulation of what it's like to be a Jaguars fan, is here we are again end of the season in a game that probably hurts us not probably does hurt us mm-hmm. more than it helps us we don't know how to fucking feel like yeah. we we want to celebrate <laughs> a win because there's so few in, like if that doesn't like encapsulate what it means to be a Jaguars fan the last 10 years I
0: don't know what does like, well, how we want to
2: celebrate a win
0: but we can't how about the fact that 6 and 10 is like the top end of one of our better records <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, I mean, like shit. I've pointed that out
2: <laughs> ad nauseum at this point. What Shot Khan's record is, and, 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 but no, like, it's, like that is the most fucked part of this whole situation. Is I'm sitting there, and I'll tell you the one main reason I was happy. And I saw a few other people tweet about this. The one main reason I was happy that we won that game is because it was the first time, really, all season that I saw my son
0: happy at a game. Yeah. I was you looking know, at every it, kid it, it, around me during the end of that game too, during that drive, and every kid was like on the edge of their seat, up and, and up and cheering, screaming their face yeah, off. J- yeah, J- that's exactly J-B what J-B I JB hasn't thinking. been that happy since Nam. Non-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our son JB, um, my my little Puerto Rican child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like that is that that's what did it for me. I was like, okay, fuck yep. it, man. Like yep. the way he's. Because it started to wear on him this season, so you know he doesn't know any better. Like that, it's going to fuck up a draft, a better draft pick. Right? It's just like, all right, you know, the give and take here essentially is that I'm, uh, you know, uh, my 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 son's happy, and uh, yeah, I mean, the
0: draft is all luck anyway.
2: It it sort of it's a big (laughs) part of it. At least that's what Dave Caldwell
0: tells you. Why
3: do you care then?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. Why do we care about any of this shit? So are you guys um, glad that Doug Marone's in charge now? (laughs) 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 Nope. Their press conference dude looked like they just told, like Marone just went in there and he was like, listen, motherfuckers, uh, I'm going to have a lot more say now and you're going to shut the fuck up or else I'm out of here. And they were like, okay, cool. Is that what it felt like to you? That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> That's honestly how I felt Dave, too. Like, Dave Caldwell, Dave Caldwell. Well. Yeah, he looked like like he looked like me after I brought home my report card to my dad in school. That's what he looked like. Yeah, like. Well, it was very interesting in the sense like the, there wasn't a ton
2: said in that press conference, but there was a lot that was sort of hinted at that like mm-hmm. you could take and run with, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, even when they asked Dave the question, and I forget exactly how it went, but it was essentially like you know, his answer was like, well, we got to do a better job, you know, aligning with the football side and, and giving them players yeah. that, that fit what they want to do and so on and so forth. It was like, wow, man, like this, like this guy has uh, – people have talked a lot about it. Even I was calling him kind of Teflon Dave, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like like the guy's going to be here forever. But has he gotten demoted like twice but still <laughs> so has it job? Like, like, it's the Same title, I mean, different responsibility. Way. Like three he has five. everybody's like, number
0: in his phone. That's his purpose here. I
2: mean, like it, he knows it, who to it, call,
0: who to text. The, the overarching point that I
2: kind of want to make with, with everything that's resulted here is I, what's weird is I don't think Doug Marone's a bad coach. Um, I think there are a lot worse. We've had a lot worse coaches. Uh, i know this for a fact i've seen it i've I've been big facts Uh, but i also don't know like that i can make a compelling reason to keep them right dave caldwell there are some stands on twitter that i want to be like you know like well you know we could do a lot worse it's like can we i mean like Mm -hmm. you guys are just a little shell-shocked like, you know, oh, he's if he's good, he's average, his average is
0: grits. You know what I mean? Retain like, some of your top talent and then we can talk about you being good. But regardless,
2: okay, so you got Dave over here, you got Doug over here. The part now that gives me the most heartburn isn't even necessarily that either one of them are back. The part that gives me the very most heartburn is that. Shad Khan is now the one in control of both of them. Yeah. (laughs) And I I don't know that I, like why do we as fans, as consumers, as customers of this business and this product, why does that instill any kind of confidence in me? Yeah. doesn't. Dilla, can can you give me any uh, reason as to why that should make me, confident going
3: forward
2: no all right there you go fuck it (laughs) i think (laughs) shotgun is terrible what's there to be i would have
3: what's confident like what what like where do you even start with feeling confident about him being in control like literally we just hit the fan for the seventh year in a row with him as the owner and he was like you know what just keep it all the same we're we're going in the right place because in 2017 we went to the fc championship game
2: yeah, it's so frustrating. I was just tweeting a little bit before we came on. It's like, we, it, it, I, I look at the Colts as a parallel, which is just so mind-boggling, right? I mean, you look at Jim Ursay, The dude can't even tie his own fucking shoes. But somehow, Dress himself. Some, right. Somehow, you know, in between all the, just the fucking hits of heroin that he's doing, he has the presence of mind and the ability to say, like he did a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, yeah, well, you know, yeah, we're going to be active in trying to upgrade the quarterback position if we can this offseason. Like, then Ballard comes out today and is like, no, you know, look, hey, Ebron's not coming back probably. And uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, we're not necessarily confident in him. That's why we gave him a short-term deal. He's got to earn it. Like, that level of just transparency of like, hey, look, we're not going to stop trying to get better. Seems like such a different end of the spectrum Maybe. than to what Shad Khan's doing. Like it's the first just time running it running it back with the boys. People in Indiana. Yeah, I'm I'm serious. Like I mean, it, like if those two things aren't on the opposite end of the spectrum, just at least from a messaging standpoint. Yeah. Like in a communication standpoint, that I don't know what like that just which and it just blows my mind, guys. Because because the people who want to make arguments for Shad Khan, the very first thing they want to say is well look at him he's a smart man he's a self-made billionaire that doesn't mean dick in football man yeah like it doesn't like that's not that doesn't have to translate and and it obviously hasn't yeah it obviously doesn't (laughs) and and, you know one of the things that i think a lot of us that are just i wouldn't say in like super in tune with this team because i don't consider myself to be super in tune but just that that put a lot of thought into this stuff right and and follow the team closely but then put a ton of thought into it um you know it goes back to even i remember stoner talking about it um over time him and i have had some conversations uh over the last like week or two it's like we have always been so bad at self-scouting like just that that ability to come in and and cut bait when you know that it's not, you know, that, that you've made a mistake, yeah. admit that you've made a mistake and move on. And, and sometimes I think people confuse Shad Khan's patience with this great, as, as this great virtue. Well, patience isn't, it's not patience if you're not recognizing when it's a sunk cost, right? Like it, when it's, when it's a lost cause, mm-hmm. Gus Bradley was a fucking lost cause. Yeah. Bringing him back for that season, it wasn't patience. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that was just idiotic. bringing him
0: back after that Tennessee game Thursday night that we were at. That was idiotic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was just idiotic at like, that point. That's, and that's, just that's stupid. You can't, confu- but people want to make that 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 leap in logic to well, you know, the next coach whenever whenever it happens, you know, it should be easy for Shaw and company to 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 lure in the next coach because uh, what. You know, look, look at how much time he's not like, uh, what's his name up in, up in uh, Cleveland, where or Dan Snyder, where you're constantly turning over. It's like, yeah, you know what, man, he's almost worse because he almost seems naive as fuck. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's worse in some levels. For us, it is, yeah, for damn sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, Austin Lane, I got to give him some props. I mean, I, I kind of feel like uh, Austin's sort of coming into his own um, with this whole sports talk radio thing in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's been at it for a little while, but I, I think what it's taken is is just the Jags to com- be complete dog
0: shit. <laughs> to do what they did when he was there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but for but then just for him to start hearing some of the same messaging, mm-hmm. my guy is just he's had it like he has yeah. had it, and, and, and he's opening up on it, and it's kind of refreshing. So awesome. Here's a former player, and so obviously a dude who knows the game, but also knows the inner workings of this organization to a degree, and, and he's just been like. You know, he ripped them a new one uh, the other day when they had the press conference because he's just like communication cuz Commun- like, that's that was like the overall theme. was like we got a better communication yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like well who the fuck what you, like, like what have we been doing what have you been you doing, said doing that, yeah. you said that the last game, week 17 <laughs> of the NFL season we're talking about communication. so the owner who should be if if, if the owner who hired Tom Coughlin who has become the supreme fall guy, by the way. I don't know if if anybody agrees with me there, but um, he definitely has. But the owner who has hired Tom Coughlin to be the overseer of the realm, uh, (laughs) to to be the head of everything, right, made such a miscalculated thing and then had not come out really and communicated with anyone until the end of the season, Uh other than maybe Jalen Ramsey when all that shit was going on. Comes out now and everybody wants to talk about we got to have better communication. Well, you're just going to run it back with the same fucks who couldn't get on the same page for the past, you know, two or three years. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. That's it. Just, I don't know, Dilla. I think I've seen you tweet about it. And I know I've seen Alfie and some other people. What's the best case scenario for these guys? I mean, how do you like if they go seven and nine next year and they're competitive, does Shad give them an extension? Like, right. I mean, where, where it, have
0: you painted yourself? Like what corner right. have you painted yourself into? And, and
2: that's where it feels like it just has like, it lacks foresight as well, because it's like, what do you do? Like it, you're almost setting yourself up for either having to come back next year and say, Oh, well, you know, Hey, that was another lost year because uh, I wanted to give him a chance and we had to see. And now that we've seen, we move on. Or you put yourself in a position of, well, the team was better. They were eight and eight or seven and nine. Now what do I do? Like, do we just stay the course here? Yeah. Or and then it also puts them in a weird position because if you go into this next season with Gardner as the quarterback and and you know probably a fairly young team, just by the way it's looking like it's going to shake out. Like, do you? you know, is that coaching staff going to be focused on developing some of these young players or are they going to be coaching for their lives? Mm-hmm. It's just such a, like, those are the things that, the, the questions that I feel like Shah Khan needs to be asked. Yeah. Be, because I, I, I'm not convinced that he has a grasp of it. He seems, this
0: whole kind of episode to end this year has almost made him seem so much more uh, hands-off than I previously thought he was. Like, he just sets it and forgets it, man. Like, and, and maybe that's part of why his messaging is always a little off to most of us is that, you know, he's just not really involved enough. That's kind of where I come off, you know, hoping and grasping is that I wish he was just like more involved. Yeah. I
2: mean, I guess maybe we, when we have those feelings, uh, we may rue the day that he, 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 he would become more involved, but, um, I, it, but I guess there's the maybe there's levels of involvement too, right? Like uh, by involvement, maybe he could just be more open and transparent. You know, for a team that prides itself on every year telling us, uh, uh, you know, how much we suck on revenue. Yeah. And we're the 23rd team in revenue. Oh, we're just, you know, we want to be open and transparent with you about our business. Well, you know, be open and transparent when the most talented player this organization has had in fucking, you know, it's 20 years uh, ups and leaves because you know of decisions that you made as the owner right right like um you know come out and 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 i i guess though man when you when you pay 700 million for a team and it's worth two billion now yeah that's just um, no. he's yeah, like you, the, you don't the have CEO, to answer any the, of the tough questions
0: he's like the numbers ceo he sees the numbers are doing good he's he lets them keep going i guess you know what
2: i mean hands yeah, off well yeah, but
0: but you don't have to right i mean right. who's
2: holding you accountable i mean it's not like our for the most part the media doesn't really yeah um so, you know, who's, who's Dan Snyder gets killed. And I'm not saying shot is Dan Snyder, you know. Um, and, and I'm not even saying I necessarily want him to be as involved. But, um, you know, ultimately, the, the hiring and the structure and the culture, it has to come from someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It really does. And if the like buck the stops edu- at
0: your desk, you have to be involved to, to make that happen.
2: Yeah. And, and I just don't know why we should be confident in the fact that now the buck for both sides – from the uh you know football management to the coaching that it stops the shot Khan now. Uh, I mean I, I want to be proven wrong. That's the thing is like I've had to take this stance now against Shad Khan and in the situation. And, and, but I, I don't wanna dislike Shad Khan.
0: Yeah you don't want to be right about um, it.
2: I don't. Like yeah. I, I, I want nothing more than for this dude to be a tremendous owner and lead us to great places. But you know when you're not putting a decent product out there and then you're turning around like that's the part that people people seem to think like cause i get a lot of people in my mentions too, who her saying stuff like hey cap you know like well i think he just doesn't care and he's just counting the money and he just doesn't give a shit and you know and, and he's just you know blah 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 he's a bad guy is all this stuff and it's like gosh you're not listening that's like if that's what you're getting when i when i talk about this stuff then then you're not really listening to what i say i think shod Khan cares I just think that Shad Khan doesn't know what he's doing yet he hasn't fully, yet. he hasn't fully grasped on how you know what he needs to do and and how to do this and then on the other end, I just think that Shad Khan is a little tone deaf um when it comes to what this market is and what this fan base is so within that i mean i'm I, that's why I speak out
0: so much on it I'm just um, hoping that that Doug walked in there and got you know, enough of a a raise or some money slid under the table that one day maybe he can buy the team because I think I'd like <laughs> him to be the owner.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think I think Dillard fell asleep. No, I'm here. Yeah. I'm listening. Uh, uh, I, I well, let's talk about that real quick. I mean, what are your thoughts overall on Dillard, What's what's your thoughts overall on Doug being back?
3: Um, like I I said, you know, the last time we talked. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily bad. Um, I would have liked to see them bring in someone who specializes in, like, a fun offense. But as a whole, I think he's a good game manager. I think it's hilarious when people say the Jaguars don't have any discipline and it's his fault. Like, that. I mean, Cam Robinson doesn't fall start every game because Doug Moran's the coach. Right. You know what I mean? So... Play, yeah. The
0: offensive line, the whole offensive line doesn't hold because of Doug Marone's the coach. Right, they hold because they, they hold suck they're and they're beat. getting beat. Right.
3: <laughs> but so, so from that standpoint, I I think Marone's a good manager in a sense of like you give him what you give him and he, he does a decent job giving you the best he can with it. And I think it's, you know, saying the best he can maybe isn't a good thing because like if he's not giving you a good – you know out our production it's not good but he himself i think gives us he kind of maxes out what the roster gives talent wise i just don't think overall it's that good of a roster he just hasn't been given a good very good roster right but and i've told people for me it's good. That we got a new gm yeah. <laughs> for me <the laughs> and biggest that's the other thing is right? like
0: you would sacrifice him to get a new gm that was actually competent absolutely like, you would You'd have no trouble doing that, right?
3: Doug's biggest fault to me is he kept Todd Wash when, last after last year when he should have got rid of him. Yeah. And for right now, he's kept him. Maybe he's not going to. Probably not going to. But today, in time, Todd Wash is still the defense coordinator. And that doesn't make me feel good moving forward. No. 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 It, it's interesting because,
2: like, Lagerman, I was listening to him the other day. And – he made some interesting points and this is where I, I will maybe concede some of this thought process behind Coughlin completely neutering Marone and, and making his job very difficult to coach how he wanted to coach. Right. And, and, and Lagerman made some good points because and Dilly, you bring it up here when you say, you know, is it Marone's fault that Cam Robinson's false starting at least once a game, every game. No, it's not. But Lagerman's point was, you know, Doug is way more of a player's coach than Lagerman would be if he were a coach. He wouldn't have the patience because ultimately the way that you get to a player is if you sit him, right? Um, and so he's kind of was, was making that argument, but he, but then in the same vein, it's like – Sit him for ooh. who? Oh, <laughs> that's 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 part b but part a in this situation was essentially marone had no choice but to be even more player friendly because of what was going on with coughlin mm-hmm. so it like you know and, and i guess i understand that argument but now how like the dynamic now is like it's like the gus bradley dynamic yeah right? you can't like, switch back and forth
3: yeah you can't yeah. like
2: it Doug's got to be that player-friendly coach for the rest of his time here.
0: Right. Otherwise, he's losing them because he's because he's not him. Yeah, I mean, because it, because the easiest way to
2: lose people as a leader is to not be consistent. Right. Right. Oh, uh, and so that's the part that I don't like. I, okay, I get this idea that hey, let's let Doug coach how he would have coached without Coughlin breathing down his neck, and let's see what happens there. But I don't know what that does on the discipline side, which we are a very undisciplined football team. Right. So um interesting point interesting it is it is um so i was thinking about this earlier and kind of ran through it all in my head and 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 for 50% of the people that listen to this pod regularly that'll listen to this they'll be like wow uh that that makes a lot of sense cap and then for the other 50% the other the probably 45% of those people will be like fuck these idiots are talking about soccer again um <laughs> but with that in mind i'm going to say it anyway so because it's our podcast and we don't do this for a job. Nobody's um, going to stop you. But like at this point in time, okay, at this point in time, the Jaguars are, you know, we're one of 32, but I, I'd like to make the parallel that we are realistically, we're not like uh top half of the EPL, you know, the premier league over in England. The top half of those teams or as they call it in in, in soccer, the table. We're not a top half table organization. We're not. And I don't think anybody here as a fan, right, what are the people in the top half? They have expectations of, of challenging for trophies, titles, championships, tournaments, whatever it is that they're playing in. They have those expectations. We as fans here don't have, like realistically, in this state, where we are as a franchise, as a fan base, we have been beaten and battered and we have been knocked down and knocked down and knocked down. And our expectations are so low. So we don't have expectations of challenging for winning things. No, Right. We don't, we don't. So how do these sec- how do these l- lower, you know, these, these mid-level to lower level clubs over in England and Europe, how do their fan bases, their supports? Because, I mean, we're talking about clubs that never – like like winning the Premier League or the Super Bowl, if you will, is not even really fathomable. It's impossible. It's, it's literally yeah, it's less, impossible. Like, maybe not impossible because, you know, Lester did it. But yeah. like, it, it, but just uh, on the level of, of belief and expectation, it's, it's not even on the fucking Richter scale, boys, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so So how do those clubs – those teams those organizations those supporters those fan bases how do they measure success and for a lot of them success is measured by having an identity having an identity and a belief system on who you are what your club stands for what your organization stands for and 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 some of the things that that tick the boxes for these for these people like them are you know do you have a system in place to compete that everybody understands and buys into from players to fans, right? Is there a system? Is there a culture? Is there a culture? What is your culture? What's your system? What are you doing? You know, people can get behind things like that, right. And still support it. Cause they buy into it. We don't have that. No. We don't even have any fucking semblance of that. So you can't even check that box. Okay. What else? What does a culture and a system do? Like, what do these fans want of these teams? Like, Again, these aren't fans that are expecting trophies and championships and division titles, right? They, they want players that w- when they have a good player, they, they want players who buy in and, and who, who identify with being a part of something that they love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's really hard for us to have that when we don't have a culture and we don't have, even really have an owner who's trying to build a culture amongst the community and the support system and the team and the and the people that work for the team trying to build something. We don't even have that, guys. So like, what we are right now is we're we're like we're worse than like a lower level soccer club because we don't even have an identity. Yeah, and we, we don't have an identity. And what you get,
0: and- what you get is the players uh, like negotiating on Twitter and uh, talking shit after they've left on Instagram, things like that
2: a thousand percent bro a thousand percent what you get is just pure and utter uh just disorganization shit show yeah you get a shit show is what you get And, and and when you look at it it's not much different than other businesses man I mean, when it comes to employees and things like that, people want to feel like they belong to something that's better, that's greater than themselves. Something that, you know, while profits are important and, you know, and success is is, is paramount, but, like, they're a part of something and they matter. And that's the one area that this organization, not just the fans, I mean, throw us fucking people like me who, you know, who bitch about this kind of stuff, throw us out the players in this organization are speaking loud and clear, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and they've got a culture problem and we have a culture problem across the board from the fans all the way up through the players and the ownership. And that starts with one person. That starts with one person and that's Shad con, man. It starts with Shod con and then the people he puts in place. Um, Like the cowboy,
0: the Cowboys haven't won shit in 25 years. But they have, like, an identity. Like, you know where it stops. You know what they are trying to win. They're trying their asses off to win.
2: I yeah, the, 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 the glitz kind of looks, and I, glamour. I, I, that's yeah, their identity. They're, they're, but they're so far on a, on a different fucking spectrum that what we'll ever be. Yeah. Like, so it's tough for me. Honestly, like, I know we talked about it a little bit on the last episode. What, what I think is more realistic is the fucking Raiders. Like, I mean, they haven't won shit in forever. Yeah. But there, but like when people go and play there, or like they feel like they belong to something, right? And they, some of that's because of history, but say history has to start
0: somewhere. Yeah,
2: I mean it does, and, and 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 we're so much more likely to just hopefully build something that like where we have a culture and we have some sustainability than we are to become the next fucking Patriots. I mean, finding the next Tom Brady just seems that seems like. You know, what that seems like is, like, West Brom becoming fucking Manchester City. Like, it's just, yeah. it, th- th- like, we're West Brom and the Patriots are made. Like, it's not happening. Right. Um, so, just give us some, some semblance of fucking organization and, <laughs> and purpose and give us something to be proud of. I feel, it, like,
0: it, it, I feel like Doug, you know, for all his redeeming qualities, I feel like Doug is the one that kind of has a sense of that more than any of them when you hear him talk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know you just love Doug. And anytime you can get a good Doug compliment, <laughs> in, you got to do it. But, but nobody um, ever asked why. Yeah. See? I,
0: nobody ever asked why you're a Doug stan? Yeah. Why are you a Doug stan, Solly? Because of what the point I just made. He's the only one that seems to get it from that perspective. Whereas the people above him, it just seems like they don't. Well, then let's see.
2: Right? Because it sounds to me like Doug Marone has been given the keys.
0: Yeah. So can Doug Marone
2: build a culture? Yeah. Maybe. You know, is it uh, gonna be is, is, is he is gonna it be really given all enough,
0: Tom Coughlin's? Is all? he gonna be given enough time to build a culture? <laughs> Who knows?
2: Yeah. I mean the biggest elephant in the room, right, is is the fact that in, in, in and <laughs> you're damn sure not gonna hear it talked about on Ten Ten other than maybe uh Dempsey's show. But like the biggest elephant in the room is is how oh. just horrid the Tom Coughlin hire was. Yeah, and not because Tom Coughlin. And a lot's been said about you know he's a he's an asshole and he's ruined a lot of shit. And and, you know some of that is 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 all fair and valid, but it was a terrible hire because Tom Coughlin was always going to be who Tom Coughlin is, Mm -hmm. and apparently the only person that was surprised by that is Shad Khan. Yeah, that's it. Like that's why it was a terrible hire, and that's why it instills zero confidence in me going forward. That this guy almost seemed surprised and disappointed. Whereas all of us were pissed off. Like we were pissed off. We were pissed off for a couple of reasons. One, because everything just blew up and it became even more of a, a shit show than we ever were. And we didn't think that was possible. Number one. And number two, we were pissed off because deep down inside, most of us out there were not surprised by it. Yep. It's
0: just like a, we were. It's just another instance of Khan not having his um, hands in the dirt over here.
2: Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, and that's the part that uh, that that ultimately. But you know, I had a great time with my pals at the game on on uh, on Sunday, um, with my family there, and, and and truthfully, uh, the Jaguars like, and it gets kind of back to what I was talking about when it, with the whole. Being a a low-level organization, you know, not having these aspirations—that's so far out of the realm of like comprehension for me. Really, all I I want out of the Jaguars is to a continue being a vessel Mm
3: -hmm.
2: for these good memories that we make together, and for this community to come together, and for my family to have great times and great memories, And, and, and so. That in a nutshell folks is why I get so passionate and pissed off when the owner comes out and talks about viability and all this other bullshit, because you know what, man, you're not even giving us any, you're not giving us any happy moments for this product quote unquote that we're consuming. Don't then rob me of these moments and of this organization that is my community's organization don't then rob us of the joy that we get out of coming together around this team. And when the owner talks about that kind of stuff, it erodes that joy. And that's why I get so pissed off because fuck boys, that's all we got. Like we don't got much else. Every 10 years we get a playoff appearance and a little run and that's like, but that's all we got is, is these memories that this team provides us the vehicle. So when you start talking about taking away that vehicle, not only do I not have wins, not only do I not have you know great uh, you know memories parades. of of the play and 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 of the team parades, right? Not only the fuck. What's a parade? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dog. I will organize – all these people are out there, you know, over – like some guy was DM me the other day. Hey, I'm starting a GoFundMe for yawn, you know? And I'm like, get oh, the fuck Jesus. out of here, bro. <laughs> like, you know, like these these people are doing this. Uh, but no bullshit. If we put together back-to-back seasons over 500 under Shad Khan, I'll start a GoFundMe for a parade. Like, I will start a <laughs> fucking – like, you hear right now on the Bull City take, back on the Bull City, City pod, season. on the Bull Take. Back-to-back winning seasons, I will throw a fucking parade. We'll make shirts. <laughs> and I don't care if it's a parade down my street out yeah. here in
0: Jack's Beach. <laughs> we will close it off. There will be a fucking parade. We'll get fucking
2: clown cars. We'll, like, whatever, the, you know, whatever we can get. We'll get, uh, you Our know, boat. Josh Lambeau will be the fucking, uh, whatever, what do they call the head of a parade? I don't even know. I've never been to a
3: parade. <laughs> yeah, Fuck, I don't my know. Teams are terrible.
2: <laughs> I'm a fucking magic braves and fucking jaguar fan like uh, yeah we haven't seen a lot of parades in my life um but anyway yeah back-to-back winning seasons you heard it here folks giving a parade but seriously man i mean i i I feel like i i'm glad that i was able to fucking maneuver mentally through what i was trying to say there because that that really is in a nutshell I, i know people think i'm bitching a lot of the times but it's not i'm i'm passionate about it because fuck like we don't even have expectations of winning guys so don't then rob me of the fucking one little bits of joy that I have. Shut up and put a good product together and see what this community will do to support it. Yeah. You know, like that's God, man. That's, we'll have that's a why fucking
0: I, parade on Cap Street.
2: We will. You know what? I, look, I know some people <laughs> in streets around me, man. Maybe we'll have, you know, I'm, I'm connected out here. Like maybe we'll have a <laughs> couple of streets or something. But fuck, hey, listen, I'll call up Kenny Lurie. He might be he might be looking for some positive <laughs> PR at that point. Yeah. Throw a fucking parade. We'll let him be the Grand Marshal. Isn't that what it is? Look at me. Fucking Grand Marshal. Thank you. He could be the fu- We'll give him a little hat and a baton. He could be the fucking Grand Marshal. <laughs> My man Kenny just out there strutting his stuff. <laughs> Call me Kenny. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I mean Todd Wash reports, uh, you know, the here hearing some some mumbling that Wash might be gone. Um, we could all only hope, uh, I don't know what the prospects of a three, four, uh, really are, would be nice to see what, if that could happen. Um, I gotta be real with you boys. Uh, I kind of wanted to take before we left. Um, just kind of while we're talking coaching and whatnot, I haven't been that fucking impressed with John Filippo, but. Um, I think, you know, maybe that's me being a little unfair. He did lose the quarterback in the first game of the season where the offense is kinda of built around. Um, but And then when he got him
0: back, that guy sucked
2: dick. Yeah, so how good was that offense really? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. um I don't know, man. There's not a lot of I, I was trying I was trying to go through it the other day, like what coaches on this staff like <laughs> would I wanna keep. Um and Doug Marone, oddly enough, was near the top of yeah. it just because <laughs> Like, I don't really know what Doug Marone does, so I can't be that angry at it. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Like,
0: it's not like it's fucking. Sean he King wins challenge. He wins challenges, yeah, which his player like, fumbled
2: that are, he, but that are positive for his team. He, he gives good press conferences. I mean, like, I was, I'm really grasping at fucking straws here, but I don't, you know, I just again, don't have a lot of confidence in the uh, the whole coaching staff thing. Yeah, I mean, if um, if
3: I would have like, if we would have assumed that Doug was staying. The only coaches I would have kept were Keenan and Rubisky. Well, I guess I would have yeah. kept DeCamellis because he's special teams and they're decent. Like I don't, I don't know what the fuck's happening on special teams, but yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I would keep Rubisky just because Leonard wasn't butt cheeks, and then I'll keep Keenan because when the receivers are probably performing at a higher rate than they should, which isn't saying much, and then. <laughs> because he's Keenan because he's Keenan And McCardell. two, because he's
2: Keenan for Cardell, right? <laughs> yeah. so. I, I, I got to say, man, uh, I, I think last year a lot of us were looking at each other like, what the fuck is Keenan doing? Like, I mean, because we didn't have a whole lot at that position. Um But just between how Stefan digs and those guys who, who had him at Maryland, mm-hmm. like, like how they just swear by him and then seeing what he's been able to do a little bit with DJ and with, um, with Keelan, even, um, you know, when, when Keelan kind of had his breakout and, and,
0: and the thing about Keenan too, is you, we know him from his playing days. We know his personality. So that kind of lends to like, he just seems like a coach. Yeah. I mean, like, let's
2: be real fellas. Like, let's just, let's just run it back. Or running it back, let's run it way back. I mean, it, 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 is Jimmy available for assistant wide receiver <laughs> coach? Um, you know, could we get natron Means in here to be the fucking running back coach? Um, you know, Tony Bra- is Tony Bracken's a, a
0: defensive coach. Uh,
2: you can't get it. You can't get him off the ranch, bro. But like, can, can we get <laughs> Mike Pete? Like,
0: maybe Mike Pete can be.
2: A yeah, fan. Mike Pete or even Daryl Smith as linebackers coach. Like, let's just. Let's let's do that. You know, I mean, it's kind of like the whole Odell thing over at uh, Florida State. I mean, maybe we just need to get some guys in here who have a little bit of pride in this organization. Yeah, um, at least it'd
0: be a, the right culture
2: move. I mean, Donovan Darris could just be like the team chaplain, go in there and give a good speech every fucking <laughs> week. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm here for it. Who what, what wouldn't run been trying for that guy? Um, what we have been trying hasn't been working. So, um, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, be interesting. Blake uh, for
0: quarterback coach.
2: As we go into the weekend, fellas, rightfully ignored. Damn uh, it! Yeah. <laughs> um, as we go into the weekend, though, I think it it, it would be um, wrong of us to not point out the fact that uh, um, somehow, somehow, Shad Khan is still holding on to 2017. <laughs> but meanwhile, the fucking Titans, who we have, who we didn't beat at all in 2017 have now made the playoffs with their second different quarterback uh, since then. Um, and we'll be playing this weekend. God uh, damn it. So And he's um, like one of the know, best quarterbacks it, in NFL
3: history. By, God by, by the stats. <laughs> God damn it. He's literally so, like seventh but, in NFL history in efficiency.
2: That's the kind of shit though, fellas, Like that just baffles me a little bit with Sean. It's like, does he really think it's that fucking hard? Like Mike Vrabel, who not I rocket I I'm, I'm not even convinced that Mike Vrabel can fucking put together four sentences because I've never seen him do
3: it successively. Yeah, but he like, definitely struggles with Lincoln Logs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Mike fucking Vrabel and their absentee owner and Ryan fucking Tannehill have them in the playoffs. But somehow, like, did you, my question is this, okay? Because I'm not convinced their roster is even that much better than ours overall. Did Tom Coughlin fuck shit up that bad? Like, is that essentially what we're saying right now? Because, you know, we went on that five-game skid where we just lost our shit. And, and and, I mean, essentially what we're saying is, like, that's the difference between us and the Titans, right? Like, I mean, that kind of is the difference in our season between us. They got Ryan Tannehill in, they got hot, and we just, like, got colder than the fucking Arctic. So, what we're saying is that Either A, we should have signed Ryan Tannehill, or B, Tom Coughlin was that bad. Because that's what, to me, that's what Shad's actions say by bringing back everybody. And it just, it really blows my mind that we're sitting here watching fucking Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen play in the fucking playoffs. And somehow we've got an owner who thinks this shit's really difficult.
0: <laughs> blows my fucking, well blows my fucking mind. Well said. Blows my fucking
2: mind. Well
0: said. I don't even want to watch the this fucking This game playoffs? is not that tough.
2: No, we make it tough yeah I um, mean we're you know like I said earlier, we're the opposite like shot Khan is like is uh you know is, is Peter patience and whereas <laughs> these other fucking guys are hiring guys and firing them every other year. we're the opposite we're just hanging on to bad fucking people, so um, I don't know again, hope they all prove me wrong uh hope that uh okay here's a here's an interesting one for you guys, and we we can leave uh you know this is one of our parting shots here uh Bill's play the Texans this weekend, right. <laughs>
3: Who are you rooting for? <laughs> um I can't say I care. I'm rooting for the Bills. Sally's a coward.
2: <laughs> okay, so the Bills. Okay, so the Patriots
0: are... play the Titans. We all know who oh, everyone's oh, rooting for in the Yeah, <laughs> are you kidding me? But, but I'm not
3: I think that the Titans might dick wreck them. That would be amazing. <laughs> amazing. No, it would not be amazing. It'd be hilarious. It would be like
0: It'd be like amazing, in, yeah, in the sense that it would be hilarious. What's going to uh, be really funny is watch playoff football. the
3: AFC Championship is going to be the Titans playing the Texans. <laughs> God damn it. And we beat the do Titans you guys want me to get... on Thursday Night Football. What, do you want me to go slip my wrist? <laughs> that's, like, that's like Super Bowl by association. <laughs> it's the closest <laughs> we're ever going to get. Oh, boy. That hurts. That's closer than like actually going to the AFC Championship game three times and losing three times. All right, love you, JB. Right, if, if it's if
2: it's if it's Texans, Titans, I'm um, I'm I'm fucking Texans all the way. Like it's not even oh, close. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a Deshaun Watson tattoo. Yeah, that's yeah. like yeah, no, that, that's, <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's
3: easy. I'm gonna put it yeah. on my thigh. This is on yeah. tape.
2: I'm gonna put it on my ass. Tootie. <laughs> all right. Yep. Love do you, 2 like J- 2- type thing. Love you, JB. Sally, you're trying to get out of here. Sally's trying to get out of here. He's trying to end this episode. I'm trying to save
0: you guys from getting these horrible tattoos.
2: <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I ain't getting fucking... a fucking Deshaun Watson tattoo. I'm... The only thing I'm getting tattooed on me is Marcus Marigoda. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> um... Marcus Marigoda. Um, no, okay. Well, hey, so tell the people, right? We're going to do kind of uh, like a season wrap-up show where we'll talk about different players and positions maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll do that as well. So we just kind of wanted to – sorry that we didn't get uh, get to it until now, just with all the holidays and stuff. I'm busy. Um, yeah, very busy trying to link up and, and get this episode together. We want to give some reaction to uh, to just what's going on because obviously uh, probably the biggest news we'll have all off season is, is, is what happened this week earlier. Um, so we'll uh, – we'll, but we'll get into that, and we may solicit some of you – out there for uh, some of your moments of the season. So uh, be on the lookout for that, right?
0: Yes, sir. Sounds good, boys. All right. You, All righty. Love you, JB. Love you, JB. Go Patriots. Gay-G-Gown
1: ups between, babies. Right about now, your boy, back again. DJ Manny. Fresh, 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 eh, fresh, go DJ, that's my DJ, go DJ, that's my DJ, go DJ, that's my DJ, go DJ, DJ. Go DJ. yeah, we easy we, step up yes. to the mic dude, do what you do, ladies know, and gentlemen. Yeah, it's boss, courtesy of the young man, young Carter, and the great man, Manny fresh. So what I want y'all out there to do for me is say this, say go DJ, Cause uh, my DJ Say Go DJ, cause that's my, that my DJ Say Go DJ, cause that my DJ. So go DJ, Cause I'm my DJ so under the sun, I come from under the Tommy. What's in the Tommy? You come from under your garment, your chest and your arm Hit Power one to the head. Now you know he did. Now you know I play like a pro in the game. No, nah, better yet, a better in the Hall of Fame. I got that medicine, i better than all the names. A hey, is cash money records, main, A lawless game. Put some water on a track, fresh for all this flame. Wear a helmet.